Hey folks, and welcome to the 42nd edition of I Bleed Pinstripes. Holy cow, can you believe we've gotten this far? I certainly can't. Anyway, uh, as we always do, we go back into the history of the Yankees and see the men who wore number 42. Not a lot of guys on this name. This number was first issued in 1946 to Vic Rashi. Uh, Bill Drescher also wore it in 46. Uh, Butch Wensloff wore it in 1947. Joe Collins, 48. Bud Stewart also in 48. Jerry Coleman wore it from 1949 to 57. He's probably the second uh, famous guy on here. Uh, uh, I'd say he's the most second famous guy on here. Obviously, Jerry Coleman, Hall of Fame announcer for the San Diego Padres. Pedro Gonzalez picks it up in 63 to 65. Ray Barker, 65 to 67. Charlie Spikes Ward in 72. Doc Medich Ward in 72 to 73. Ken Wright, 74. Larry Gura, we saw his name earlier. I had never known that Larry Gura was on the Yankees. I'd always known him only as a Royal. So there you go. Bob Oliver, 75. Dave LaPointe. 89 to 90. I remember he was going to be one of the uh, big uh, mainstays there. And I mean, those are some bad teams, 89 to 90. Those are some bad teams. Oh, man. John Habian, I remember him, 91 to 93. Domingo Jean, 1993. And then a young rookie came up in 1995 uh, who would change the way we looked at the reliever position. Mariano Rivera wore this number from 1995 until his retirement in 2013. Obviously, the number was retired uh, about 10 years back, I guess. But those who had it, uh, who were wearing it, were uh, grandfathered in. It was retired all over baseball for Jackie Robinson. So it was sort of, uh, it just seemed appropriate that Mariano would be the last man in baseball history to wear number 42. Uh, He was dominant. He was amazing. I'll never forget the 96 World Series. I remember the 95 playoffs against the Mariners and him him coming up. And you were just like, whoa, we got something special here. But then 96, I'll never forget game six. He just came in for the... Uh, for the seventh and the eighth, and I feel like every pitch just was going up a notch, up a notch, 93, 94, 95, and that crowd in the Bronx just got louder and louder. And then, of course, Wetland came in to scare the bejesus out of us, but uh, Rivera uh, the next year would take over and uh, pretty much an amazing, you know. Uh, it's funny, my cousin is not a big fan of Mariano, we always argue, but uh, I love Mariano. To me, there's nothing he can do wrong, and uh, just a, it was a pleasure to watch him. 
What can you say? So, you know, it's been a couple of weeks. It's been a, I haven't talked to you guys since I think I recorded a show on Tuesday the 12th. Today, it's uh, two weeks later, two, two weeks, let's say 15 days later. I'm recording this on the 27th of uh, May. The Yankees are um, about to play a game against the Royals, hoping for a sweep after uh, a streak of losing 11, uh, 10 out of 11. That was just horrible. Uh, the, after I had talked to you, the Yankees had just won 11-5. I think they'd, they'd been playing great baseball. Uh, and then they would finish up that four-game series, losing the last three to the Rays, 2-4 uh, to four and then 2-3, to three, both games that they could have won, uh, both games where uh, Navaldi pitched a great game going into the seventh, and then the bullpen blew that. Um, and then they lost that last game, that Thursday, six, uh, won the six. And then you hope, you know, they go play the Royals on the on the 15th. And what you're hoping for, because uh, that following Sunday saw uh, Pineda strike out 16. And, you know, the thing that you want from your stopper, your number one guy, is his main job, really, is to stop streaks. And unfortunately, Pineda did not have it. The Yankees would lose 12-1 to to the Royals. I turned that one off easily. They would win the next day, 5-1. Uh, to one. And really, uh, you know, the Yankees, before the streak was over, they had only won like two games over the last couple of weeks. And the only guy who had won those two games was CC Sabathia. Uh, but CC would also have a bad day recently, uh, this past Friday. We'll get to that. Uh, so the Yankees would win that middle game 5-1, to one, but then they would lose a clunker 6 nothing. So they lose a two back-to-back series. They finally get a day off. I think it's their first day off in like a month. On the 18th, they go play uh, the Nationals, and uh, on that Tuesday, Wednesday, a two-game series, Nats will be up at Yankee Stadium for two games. Really would love to see the Nats for three. I am a big Bryce Harper fan. I know some people who think he's cocky, and I don't see it, and I don't get it. I just love the way the kid plays, uh, you know. And, and it's funny, he's only 22 years old, and he's uh, he's about, I mean, he's already, I think he's got 16, 17 home runs. The kid is awesome, fun to watch. Um, you know, my, you know, if he was on the Yankees, I, he'd be my favorite player. Um, so the Yankees would have a six, two lead against the Nats that first game. But, uh, I think it was Nivaldi who could not hold the lead. And, uh, you know, the Yankees would lose that one in extra innings. It was the first game that Andrew Miller actually gave up a run, gave up a home run, a cheap shot down the line. But Hey, that's the, the thing. When you're a reliever, you come into pressurized situations and, I mean, you know, you're either going to win or you're going to lose. And unfortunately, you know, he, he at some point in time, he was going to blow one. Uh, they played a tight one on that uh, for the closer of the series, but they would also lose that one, two to three. And then they come home. They had a day off. They come home and you figure, you know, the Rangers have been kind of scuffling. They have played better, but you're like, Yankees are home. Hey, let's get some home cooking. Bernie Williams kind of weekend. Uh, and then the Yankees, you know, I think they were down in this one about 8 nothing early. Uh, again, Pineda did not have it. It was 7 nothing when I looked up at the TV screen in the bar, and I was like, geez. Uh, the only thing you give the Yankees, they'd fought in this game to get back, but unfortunately they would lose it 10-9. And then the next day, and again in the third inning, because uh, I believe in this third inning, they get about five, six runs in this third inning on Saturday. They gave up about another eight runs, and they would lose fifteen to four. Just not fun at all. Um, and uh, you know, Garrett Jones, I believe, pitched the two thirds of an inning. That's when you know it's bad. Uh, and then Sunday night, which was Bernie Williams' night, 
the Yankees uh, took a little lead there, but uh, again, lose it 5-2. to two. And that would be uh, 10 out of 11 that the Yankees had lost. It had not been a fun two weeks to watch baseball. Um, I did not really take notes on it because after a while, you really start to see the same thing and you wonder, is this the team that everybody had predicted out of spring training? I think the thing that scares you most about this string, starting pitching has not been good. Except for actually Adam Warren. Adam Warren's been great. uh, And the Yankees won last night. In fact, the Yankees won their last two games. They broke out of it on Monday. With uh, They scored 11 runs before they made four outs in that ball game. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Uh, but they broke out in a big way. They won 14-1 on Monday on Memorial Day. And then they won a, a really nice ball game last night, 5-1. to one. Again, Adam Warren pitched great. Uh, Nathan Nivaldi uh, pitched on Monday. So uh, Pineda goes today for the sweep. And then the Yankees head out west. Uh, Tanaka pitches tonight in Scranton Wilkesbury. You know, the Yankees need Tanaka back and they need him to be healthy. Unfortunately, you know, it just seems like you know, in a way you're like, why don't you just go get the surgery? Because if this is the way it's going to be, is this guy going to like pitch it? You know, we need somebody that we can count on. We recognize the talent, but do we want a guy that's going to consistently just, you know, you know, in a couple months is the same thing going to happen again. Going to have to go on the DL, going to have to rehab. It gets a little tiring after a while. Um, but uh, Chris Capiano has not, you know, he, he doesn't like uh, send shivers down your body in good ways. You know, he's he's a soft tosser, you know. So, you know, Yankees are going to have to, I don't know, make some changes. Um, it's nice to see. Uh, anyway, like I was saying about the streak. They lost 10 out of 11. I think the thing that really was disheartening is that uh, what we knew out of Spring training was that we thought the Yankees were going to be very good defensively. They've been so sloppy, especially the left side of the infield. Uh, Headley, 10 errors already. Didi, about 9 or 10 errors. And, uh, you know, Headley, you know, he hit a bomb the other day. He's, he's He got about three hits yesterday. Uh, he got three hits on Monday. I don't know what he did last night, but he's, you know, hitting a little bit. But we he needs to pick it up. The Yankees signed him four years, $52 million. He needs to pick it up. He needs to play at the, a little higher level to my liking, especially defensively. I've always considered him a very good defensive third baseman. He needs to pick it up. Uh, Didi, you know, uh, right now I'm on the fence with him. And uh, and also Drew, Stephen Drew. I, I still do not understand. I get it if the Yankees don't feel like they have someone defensively who can play second base, whether that be Ref Snyder or Perella. But you know, I don't. I don't know what Stephen Drew has done for the Yankee organization. He's been here for almost a year. Uh, his last two years, he's hit under 200. He had one of the worst baseball seasons last year in the history of baseball. And I don't get why the Yankees are having keeping him around. I get it. He plays a solid defense, and you know the Yankees have moved him around. But uh, you know, two of these guys at the end of the lineup, it's just the end of the lineup is just killing the Yankees right now. Um, so when you've got a sleed, uh, when you've got a Didi Gregorius and Steven Drew at the bottom of your lineup, you know, that's not really doing anything. Uh, let's look at today's lineup. Uh, you got Gardner and left, obviously, um, uh, Ellsbury and that hurts. Ellsbury's gone for probably a month. Looks like, uh, so, uh, Slade Heathcott has come up and done very well. Uh, Chase Headley's batting second today. Rodriguez third Tex who uh, had a, had four RBIs last night. And hey, you know what? Tex has been great. 
He's given her everything that you could have asked for from Teixeira, and uh, we'll just leave it at that. Brian McCann, he to me, he needs to pick it up. He's been okay. Uh, Carlos, Belt- uh, Carlos Beltran, tough first month, but he has t- started to turn it around. Again, like I said, Stephen Drew has just been pitiful at the plate. Uh, Sleed Heathcott has been great. It's nice to see a young kid come up. And hopefully we'll never see him go back down. Uh, Didi Gregorius is at short today, and Michael Pineda is on the mound. Uh, Gregorius needs to step it up. He has been very bad. Uh, he's made a lot of mental mistakes, and that's what you don't want to see. You know, hey, make physical stuff, but not, you know, not that stuff. It, it just it gets a little tiring. And, uh, you know, people always talked about Jeter and his defense, but the thing about Jeter is that he made all of the plays. Sometimes you wouldn't get to a ball, that's that's fine, but you know what, when he did get to a ball, he made the play, he made smart plays, and we're so used to seeing that, that we can immediately see that Didi is, you know, I don't know what's the matter. Obviously, we've never seen him before because he played in Arizona, so we, you know, we've just been relying on reports from the, that the Yankees give us from what we get on TV and radio and the papers. All we heard was he's a great defensive, and we've seen glimpses of that, but you've got to make those everyday plays, and if you can't do that, it's time to go. Um, You know, Garrett Jones, you know, he's been hitting a little more, but they don't give him a lot of time. That's why I'm hoping that Heathcott could stay up here, you know. I I think there's plenty of room for him. Chris Young is sort of uh, petered off here, Uh, and I think everybody thought that that would happen uh but you know he's a backup which is what we all thought um but if beltran can give us something and it's in, you know this is the quarter way point through the baseball season and this is where you sort of judge your team you know in the, that first month you can't really but this is now the moment and the yankee bullpen has been great uh with uh, J- uh, lindgren up now and the yankees amazing have four lefties in the bullpen You'd never see that. At the most, you usually see two, possibly three, but not four. Um, right now, uh, you know, things in the next month will straighten itself out. But the Yankee bullpen, like I said, Miller, yeah, he, he bounced back from that uh, blown save last week with a great performance last night. Uh, Dellen Batanzas has just been amazing. I don't think he's given up a run this year. Um, I don't think he's given up a hit since May 4th. The guy has just been dominant. Um Patterson, I'm a little weary of. Shrev, I think, has done a good job. Martin's been okay. Uh, you know, that's the the thing that's going to happen is when, you know, because uh, if the if uh, the Yankees like the way Tanaka looks, he will be back with them coming up. So who goes down? Who who goes to the bullpen, and who goes down? Because, you know, to me, Adam Warren deserves to be a starter right now. He's He's the best pitcher on the staff right now, definitely in his last three starts, and he looks like he's just getting stronger. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the only good news for this Yankee ball club, they play in the American League East. We could say the American League least, but the Yankees, with that, that 10 out of 11, they are half a game within first place. On What's today's date? On the 27th of May. They're 24 and 22. They're half a game up on the Rays. And and the Rays still keep fighting. I, I can't believe that the Rays are in for, are right there. But uh, they've lost four in a row. Baltimore, 20 and 23. They're five and five in their last 10. The Blue Jays, who amazingly have a plus 27. They've won three in a row. They're 22 and 26. I feel like the Blue Jays are the same every, every year. 
Uh, and, the, and look at this, the Boston uh, Red Sox, 21 and 25. Uh, they're four and six in their last 10. They have a minus 38 run differential. Uh, great way to, if you don't know, it's a great way to gauge, you know, your team. Uh, I love that stat. There's not a lot of stats that I like, but I love run differential when it comes to teams. Uh, the Red Sox having a lot of problems down there. But you know what? The Red Sox 21-25, they're only three games back. <laughs> hey, they get on the 10-game winning streak, they'll be in first place. It's the American League least. Um, in the central surprises, uh, hey, Kansas City playing great baseball. Obviously, they've lost uh, now three in a row, and hopefully they will lose four in a row today against the Yankees. The Yankees could use the sweep. But look at the Minnesota Twins. They won four in a row. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. Paul Molitor has got them flying, 27-18. and 18. They're in second place a game back. The uh, Tigers, 27-22 and 22 games back, and they don't even have Verlander. The Indians are starting to turn it around a little bit. They're 20 and 25, but they are eight back. And the White Sox, who everybody predicted, who they made a lot of big changes, they're 19 and 24. So they're eight back as well. Hey, and look at the Astros still playing really well, 30 and 17. I believe they're the first team to hit 30 games with the Cardinals. But look at that, the first team in the American League. Who would have thought that they would be the first team in the American League to be uh, with 30 wins? They're 30 and 17. Uh, the Angels uh, are uh, the Angels, and look at the Rangers who have brought it back up. Both have 500. They are six and a half out. The Mariners, who thought that people thought would do a lot, they're seven out. And amazingly, the A's, who always do, who have always, and I don't know, I can't remember the last time the A's weren't good. They're 17 and 31. They are 13 and a half out. Uh, weird to see the A's in last place. In the National League, uh, the Nats have turned it around. They're Game and a half up on the Mets. Uh, the Braves are being st- have been steady at uh, 22 and 23. They're four and a half out. The Phillies, nine out. And the Marlins, nine and a half out. They got rid of their manager. Their GM is now taken over. The Cardinals have been pretty steady. They're 30 and 16. Uh, and the Cubs have been pretty steady. They're four and a half out. Um, uh, the Pirates have turned it up a little bit. They've won five in a row, so they're 23 and 22, six and a half back. Uh, it looks like the Reds and Brewers are done. Uh, I know it's early, but they're the Reds are 10 and a half out. Brewers, 14 and a half out. Um, and in the National League West, the Dodgers have been pretty steady, 28-17. But look at the Giants. They had a really tough time starting out, but they are now two games back, 27-20. And the Padres, who made all those moves over the winter, they're 22 and 25, seven back as well as the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. Uh, we'll probably see Tulowitzki get traded here soon. They are in the basement, nine and a half out. So a lot of a lot of good teams though in baseball, and this is I think so far a much more exciting year than last year. Uh, I think games have gone by a lot faster. There's definitely been Yankee games where I'm like, wow, it's 9:30 and this game is almost over, and that's a nice feeling. You get sick of kind of staying up so late all the time watching ball games, especially if it's a boring ball game and you're like, can, I, can we move this along? Anyway, guys, a big news. I, I, I guess the big I guess I feel like I've been rambling. I hope I haven't. I, I hope when I go back and listen to this, I just haven't been like blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the big news for me, I have not seen a Yankee game all year. And this is probably the latest in a year that I have not seen been to a Yankee stadium. And amazingly, my first game of the year, I am flying out to SF tomorrow, and uh, my first game of the year will be Sunday at the Oklamedia. I forgot what they call it, the OCO, the Oklamedia, Oklamedia, <laughs> the, uh, and I don't know what they call it. They call it the OCO Coliseum. 
I will be there at my buddy Danny and uh, seeing him and his family. I haven't seen those guys in a while. Uh, I haven't seen him since 2010 when he flew out here. And I haven't been out there since 2009, so it's good to it's good to be going back out to the Bay Area. I love it out there. I'd always considered it my second favorite city. Um, Austin has definitely snuck into that. I, I love both cities very much. Um, but yeah, it'll be good to see the uh, good old Yankee ball game. Just weird that I have to go 3,000 miles to go see it. Um, but yeah, uh, looking forward to it. Hopefully, the Yankees will be playing very well by the time I get out there. Uh, like I said. Look, Yankees are looking for the sweep today, and uh, yeah, I'm looking to get out of here. Uh, guys, I probably won't do a pod till uh, next uh, Thursday, I'm thinking, and then I will have it out to you. Uh, thanks for listening. I know you're out there. Uh, please uh, like us on uh, Facebook, our Facebook page, I Bleed Pinstripes. Please like us on Twitter, I Bleed Pinstripe. There's no S there. And also, go to our page on a iTunes and uh, write a comment. It really helps to uh, promote us. The more comments you get on there, whether you like us or not, the more comments we get on there, uh, the more we move up and uh, more people will see that this show actually exists. But I know you're out there and I know you're listening and I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope to continue to do more. Anyway, guys, talk to you later. Adios. Bye. This has been a presentation of Hatfield Digital.